and welcome to another episode of Mindful Recovery, a podcast dedicated to helping you recover from trauma and addictions one breath at a time. Before we get started today, I wanted to give the usual disclaimer and let you know that this isn't meant to be a replacement for therapy. If you're recovering from trauma or addictions, I really, really recommend that you be in therapy once a week. And this podcast, I would hope, could be used between sessions to help make those rough patches a little easier to emotionally regulate so that the cravings are a little easier to deal with, but not a replacement for therapy. That said, I am closer to getting those downloadable files up on the website, www.mindfulrecoverypodcast.com. And I'm going to be recording some 20 to 30 minute exercises, meditation exercises, leaving you a little more space for really deepening your practice. We're going to cover some of the issues we've already covered. I'm going to be creating sets of downloadable files. First one on the website will be up within a few weeks and is going to be free and just kind of a taste of what we'll be doing with the rest of them. I really hope to be able to help you deepen your practice. If you do get stuck, please feel free to email me at robert at liferecoveryconsulting.com and maybe I have a few pointers I can throw at you to help you loosen up the practice and and go the next level. Um, If not, if it looks like it's something you would rather have personal training with, also contact me. I do offer personal training sessions via Skype and we can talk about that. All right, all of that said, let's move on with today's episode. Today's episode on becoming is about those spaces that get created when we first get clean. It can be a very difficult process. Certainly it's a process of some very deep grieving that we're doing. And because most of us were using in order to dull those painful places, It really can trigger cravings being in those spaces where we're grieving not only the loss of the drugs, which had become our best friend in many ways, but maybe even without the drugs, we're grieving, you know, the trauma for the first time that we went through. Um, Maybe we've surrounded ourselves with friends who were really not very quality friends, not that they're bad people, just that they are equally as lost as we are. And now we're trying to move on and create a little better life. And we're having to leave some of those friendships behind. You know, we talk about part of getting clean in the recovery business is leaving the old playmates and playgrounds behind. But that can be really hard because even though they weren't relationships that were exceptionally deep or exceptionally supportive at times, they were the only relationships we had. And even as we get clean, we start to realize that they were always built around drugs and that everybody was happy to have us around as long as we were using with them and then really were kind of lukewarm to us when we weren't there for that. We're realizing those friendships were not as solid as we believed they were. It's still a very painful process losing them. The other part of that is that as we begin to grow into this new space of clean time, we've so identified with being that addict that now we have to find this new identity. See, when we start using, because we're trying to deaden the pain, we deaden everything. We stop everything. Everything goes into limbo. So we stop our own development, our own growth too. And when we come out of that place, it's almost as if we've come out of a coma. 
And when we start to recover again, we have to really begin working again on whatever developmental stage it was, whatever place it was where I stopped. And for most of us, we start using in that place where we're trying to find out who we are in the world. And so when we stop using, we're right back in that place of trying to find out who we are in the world. And that's a very vulnerable space, especially since we've probably met with judgment from the people that we had in our lives before, even the friendships, the people that we called friends. Even though they weren't quality friendships, they generally weren't judging us. They were using with us, and so we were all there for the same reason, and that was the avoidance of certain mutual issues. But the people outside of our lives that we really value, family, other friends who weren't using, that we've lost along the way, they look at us often with disdain or judgment. Not because they're bad people, but because they're lost. Maybe we've hurt them considerably. Maybe we've helped with that view. But we begin to see ourselves in that kind of worthless light at times. And that's not good, because our value is innate. It's there no matter what. But we don't see that. So we go through life. You know, John Bradshaw was instrumental in my own recovery and did a work called Healing the Shame That Binds Us. And we're so tied up in that shame. You know, he talked about, I remember at one of his seminars, he talked about feeling like he had to go through life and either be perfect all the time or he was a worm. And so he felt like he went through life as a perfect worm. And I think that really resonates with most of us, that we feel like worms, The truth is, we're caterpillars. We haven't found who we're supposed to be yet. We don't know what our wings are going to look like, what color they're going to be, or how high we're going to be able to fly once they grow. We don't even realize that we're caterpillars. Until we stop using and we start to grow, we get into 12-step meetings, we start to form new friendships, we start to be vulnerable And that's a really hard place to be when you're not using anymore, that vulnerable space. And that's why I do this podcast, because I want to help you find that vulnerable space, that place where you can sit with it and just be for a while and figure out what you're becoming, what your wings are going to look like. You know, my daughter is 13, 14 years old at the time this happens. I tell both my kids, you know, I want them to understand the value of of education, of knowledge in general. So I tell them, if you find something that is a fact that I don't know that interests me, that educates me, that's worth $5 to me. Now, I limit this to once a day, or they're going to hit Google, and I'm going to be broke in a week. So my daughter brings to me this fact about butterflies and the caterpillar when it's in the chrysalis, in the cocoon stage, It blew my mind, and I looked it up, and it's actually, it's really a thing. But the caterpillar, when it crawls into the cocoon, turns into liquid. Just a big, gelatinous bag of DNA, out of which the butterfly grows. I think that's the stage we emerge into when we stop using. We go from being that worm to this gooey kind of substance with no definition not sure of where we are or who we are or what we're becoming. That's a really painful place to be. I can't imagine how painful that must be for the butterfly. But I have to tell you, the results are pretty amazing. And the caterpillar doesn't know. It crawls into the sack on faith. 
something inside, deep inside, says I can't continue as a caterpillar. So I'm going to curl up in here. And this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know why. And I don't know what I'm going to be. But I trust the process. Something in my DNA tells me I must. When we get clean, it's a lot like that. We don't know what we're going to become. We're afraid that we are what we've been told we are. That all we'll ever be is the caterpillar. But we move forward in trust and faith and knowing that we we can't stay where we've been forever. So we cocoon up. We go to meetings. We try and meet new people. And we try and have the courage to face this process of becoming. You know, as a therapist, and I wrote about this in a blog, all the time I get the real, the distinct pleasure of sitting in a room with addicts who are recovering, and they're in this painful place, and it's a real gift to be trusted with that. But it's this amazing thing, because even though they can't see it, all they can see is the caterpillar they were, and the confusion about who they're becoming, I can see their wings start to form. I can see this amazingly beautiful creature that they are. And I can't tell them that because I don't get to lead them down the path that they're supposed to take. That's their decision. I just get to I get the absolute gift of being able to walk with them. So what I want to do today in today's episode on becoming is I would like to create this kind of mindful space where we can sit and try and just hold the fact that we're becoming, that we're in that chrysalis, that we feel very gooey. Be okay with that place and think about maybe what we're becoming, what direction we're headed, that it's okay we're not there yet, that we can enjoy that process and along the way make some really solid friends. You know, 12-step groups often are places where I found the relationships that would last a lifetime, the ones that were really deep, the ones where we got each other through kind of recovering through those painful spaces and we did it without using, and it strengthened both of us in that friendship. So I think that's where I want to go today with this mindfulness exercise. I think that's where we're going to head. And then after, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up, what we're going to be doing in the next few weeks, and some of the stuff that I'm going to make available on the website for you. So let's just go ahead and get started here. Let's get our feet on the floor. Sit in a comfortable, upright position. Allow your eyes to unfocus or to close, whichever you prefer. We're just going to start by breathing very deeply, getting comfortable. Allowing ourselves to sink into the chair. Focusing on our breath. As we breathe in, through the nose, three, two, one, and then we hold for just a moment and breathe out, one, two, three, through the mouth, and we're just going to take a few deep breaths and allow ourselves to relax, feel ourselves from our feet all the way up through our knees into our hips and legs, just relaxing. And as we breathe out, any tension in those areas just melts, drains into the ground. And we feel ourselves sink further into our seat. 
And now we breathe in another breath. We focus on the back, up through the shoulders, and any tension in that area we want to notice and just let it melt. Just let it pull away from us. And now we breathe a little more, one more deep breath, and we feel the stress in our neck, our arms, our hands begin to release. And as we breathe out, we feel it pushed out of us. And now all that tension is gone from our bodies and we can completely relax. As we take one, two, three, the breath in. As we push out, we feel everything relax one final time. And we rest in that grounded state. And now I want us to think about what it means that we've given up our former life. I want us to consider the people and the things that we're losing as we do that and just be willing to sit with that place of grief and sadness for a while and understand exactly what it is we've given up. I want us to picture that in our minds and not attach to it, but just allow ourselves to feel whatever we need to feel in that moment. And just kind of observe those emotions as they rise up and observe the sense of loss if there is one. Perhaps observe the sense of relief to be done with some parts of it. I want us to sit in contemplation for a full two minutes here and just kind of think about what we're leaving behind as we move forward.
as we continue breathing and we've thought some about the things that we're leaving behind and how we feel about that and we've allowed those feelings to rise in us and just kind of pulled them out and sat there and observed them for a while. I want us to move forward into thinking about what we are becoming. We're kind of sitting in this gooey state of having let go of what we were and the assumptions about that. And we're kind of in the middle of this cocoon, trying to decide what we're becoming. I want us to get a clear vision of that, of what we would like the future to be. What are our strengths? What are our talents? What are our hopes? What are our dreams? What are we becoming? so that we can get a very clear vision of this state of becoming. And I just want us to take another two or three minutes just sitting in contemplation and getting a really clear image of who we are, what we're becoming, what we want to be, what are we good at? What talents do we have that we would like to use to strengthen, to exploit, to build this person that we're becoming? What kind of friendships will we need to make that happen? We're going to take a few minutes just to sit here and relax in this space and envision this future of becoming for ourselves.
and now that we've taken accounting of what we're letting go and we're awakened to the process of where we would like to go we want to think about getting there what is going to be necessary for us to make that journey what strength within ourselves can we rely on And as we think about these things, if there are doubts, if there are negative thoughts, if there are random thoughts trying to interfere with the clear vision of our purpose and our path, we don't want to chase them. We simply want to let them go. Watch them slide away like the leaf on the stream remind ourselves I'm breathing and come back to focusing on the rise and the fall of our chest and return to counting our breaths and then we take time to recapture that image of where we are going where we have been and the path that we will walk along the way. The strengths that we can rely on. The courage that it will take. The vulnerable places that are going to arise. The challenges that that means. And the amazing victories that we'll have along the way. This new life, it will be full of challenges full of pitfalls there'll be times when we fall down but because of the strength that we found in being able to give up those things of the past we know now we will have the strength to get up again to keep walking to move forward into that life that we envision for ourselves I want us to take just two or three minutes and just envision ourselves walking that path. The places that we might stumble, the knowledge that it's okay to fall because we found the strength to get back up. We found the strength to leave the worst of it behind us and to move forward into that future that we've chosen. We've become determined to meet those vulnerable places head on and to build the friendships that will support us through it. And as we think about these things, we continue to breathe. We continue to feel our chest as it rises and falls as our lungs expand. And we just allow random thoughts to drift. Thoughts of negativity, self-criticism. We let them go. They're no longer welcome in our future.
And now that we've finished with this last envisioning the future, I want us to feel ourselves coming back to the awareness of our present state. Shake off any drowsiness. Start to move our fingers and toes. Dig our feet into the ground and reground ourselves. And just come back to the here and now. And so I want to ask you, how was that for you? Were you able to see a future with clarity of yourself? The future that you desired? Were you able to get past the criticisms, the negative voices that we sometimes carry around? And if you weren't, I want to encourage you about listening to those voices and finding out where they come from and identifying the falsity of them. And then we can go back and do this exercise again with a mind to making them a part of what we're letting go of. That those voices are no longer necessary. That we've found the courage to step out of our old life and into the new. And that we are becoming that butterfly. That we are envisioning ourselves now with that bright future and we're building friendships that are healthy. We're building a foundation of boundaries for ourselves that is healthy. And we're allowing ourselves the time and the space necessary for our wings to grow fully. Because I've never met an addict in recovery who wasn't a butterfly under it all. So I hope you've enjoyed this exercise. There will be more of these kinds of exercises to download on my website in the coming weeks, www.mindfulrecoverypodcast.com. I want to remind you that if you're getting into this podcast and it's helping you, I appreciate the advertising. Let people know. I would also appreciate hearing from you about how it is helping, not helping, where your stuck points are, you can email me at robert at liferecoveryconsulting.com. And you can find on the podcast page there at mindfulrecoverypodcast.com. You can find our email listing right up at the top. You can sign up for the email, and that way you'll be notified when new releases are out or when I've added files for download to the website, mindfulness exercises that are coming a lot like this one a little more complex and intricate, perhaps a little longer, that will be uh, downloadable for a small fee in the future. Uh, In addition, you can get notified of when my availabilities are for personal training. And you can, if you would like to, just support the podcast to help with the expenses that go along with producing this. So with that, we've come to the end of another week's episode of Mindful Recovery I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your recovery space again this week. So until next week, remember to take your recovery one breath at a time.